0: it's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the Word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the Word. Today, I'm beginning with a question that I have had severally asked. Some of us have asked this question individually, some of us have had certain people ask this question. It's a big question. And the question is why is it that in some places, I'm going to emphasize the word some places because it's not happening everywhere in the world why is it that in most places we do not see the power the anointing the glory of god demonstrated like it used to be back in the day in history if you are acquainted to modern history the 1900s all through the 70s you would have that question if you are just acquainted with church history as we know it from the New Testament you'll also ask yourself that question because you'll have reference of the early church you know the lame were walking so easily the blind were seeing so easily the deaf were hearing so easily the dead were raised so easily you know miracle signs and wonders were among them the Bible says that they all sold all their riches and brought these things together and they shared amidst them and none lacked among them you see The church of jesus christ growing in a glory and power like i'd never seen before of course even in the old testament if you're to go to the old testament you're going to see and read things that will amaze you how men made axes float you know how men stopped the mouths of lions you know you have a man as strong as samson he can carry a whole city gate up go up the hill you have stories of people who stopped the sun you have great great stories a crowd of men Who have witnessed God and experienced the power of God firsthand. And so today, many times people ask the question why is it that we don't see that power? As of whether you're talking about modern history or the ancient thing, why don't we see the anointing like we used to see or read about in the Bible? Why don't we see the power? Some people uh, talk about the healing movements in the United States that probably happened about the 1930s and 1940s where the lamb walking and the blind seeing was a very easy thing it was so usual so so usual like a worship leader leading a song that is common in church You see and uh, today our people are dying in the church of cancers our people are dying in the church of viruses our people are dying in the church crippled deaf dumb our people are not healed today and so as one who has seen the power of god and i don't say this out of pride for I know the sufficiency is not of me. There's one who has seen the blind see the deaf hear the dumb speak dead raise I've seen cancers heal I've seen I've seen things in this life and some of you have been in this ministry for quite some time you can attest to that. One I feel that the church of Jesus Christ is going to enter another level of the miraculous very very soon and so we're preparing our hearts and understanding for that. But um we still have a vast number of christians who are not walking and living in the power and the anointing of the holy spirit as they ought to because many aspects uh, would answer this question today i want to just you know give a break a thought or two concerning this thing and open our eyes to one of the major reasons why we no longer see the power of god in our dispensation than ever before so let's go for this journey in first corinthians the sixth chapter, the twelfth verse, Paul says a very, very powerful statement. He says, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful, he says, unto me. That is in the expression of the liberties of the Spirit. I have, you know, grace to access all things. But not all things, he said, are expedient of utmost importance for me. And he says, and all things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. You see? The first statement, all things are lawful and to me, but all things are not expedient to me. The second statement, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So lawful and to me, lawful for me. But he says, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And I want you to underline that. I will not be brought under the power of any. It means that the things you seek to possess could actually possess you. You see that? The things that you look to for your liberties could actually enslave you. The things that appear to serve you, you could actually in the end serve without knowing how. He says the same thing. He repeats it again in 1 Corinthians the tenth chapter, the 21st verse. And he says, You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of the devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than He? And he says again, 23, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but all things do not edify or oh, edify not. Here he introduces another thing. Beyond experience, beyond the power of a seeing over you, he has brought the word edification. That there's certain things that you have access for by the liberties of the Spirit, but they are not edifying for you. They are not for your edification. They are not for your edification. And so he's bringing a conversation here that I want you and I to really indulge in and go into. Because the Lord showed me something so powerful a bug a disease something that is eating up our generation faster than ever before in judges the second chapter from about the 11th verse a story is given concerning the children of israel and the bible says and the children of israel did evil in the sight of the lord and they served Baalim. and they forsook the lord god of their fathers which brought them out of the land of egypt and followed other gods small of the gods of the people that were round about them and bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth and the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel and he delivered them into the hands of the spoilers that spoiled them he delivered them in the hands of spoilers that spoiled them He sold them into the hands of their enemies, round about them, so that they could no longer stand before their enemies. Whithersoever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil, as the Lord had said and as the Lord had sworn unto them, and they were greatly distressed. Nevertheless, the Bible says, the Lord raised up judges which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. And I want us to have a conversation right there. God is giving us a typical experience, present day 2021, of something that has happened before with the children of Israel. How? That God had committed to have a covenant with them but they later sold their hearts unto uh, evil and they started worshipping Baalim. They forsook the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and followed after the gods of men and the gods of people. Now if you read Baal or Baalim the plural sense of the God singular Baal The word actually Baal means Lord or Master. See that? Baal is not just one particular God. He's talking about just a God or a Master or a Lord. So if you say Baal, you mean Master. You mean Lord. You see that? Now I want you to follow me because you shouldn't lose this. So the children of Israel gave unto evil and when they did, they forsook the God of their fathers and followed other gods that were round about them and bowed themselves unto them and provoked the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to anger, they served Baal, they served a certain master, and Ashtaroth. And because of that, as the Lord was kindled in anger, the Bible says he lets them into the hands of them which could spoil to spoil them. You know, those who could spoil to spoil them. What is the meaning of being spoiled? Now if you go study the word spoilt there, you're talking about the word plundered. So the Lord gave them over to be plundered by the enemy. If you're talking about spoiling, you're talking about being robbed of. So the Lord gave them over to be robbed of certain things. To be disconnected from certain things to be afflicted in a certain way then this is what happens you see that is why the Bible says in Jeremiah the fourth chapter the 30th verse he says when thou art spoiled what will you do when thou art spoiled what will you do and he gives the typical example of a man which is spoiled he says if a man is spoiled though you clothe yourself with crimson Though you deck yourself with ornaments of gold, though you rent thy face with paintings, in vain you shall make yourself fair, for your lovers will despise you and they will seek your life. What is he trying to say? When a man is plundered by the devil, when a man is robbed of a certain glory, when a man is corrupted from a certain grace, it does not matter how much that man beautifies themselves. It does not matter how much that man or woman dresses themselves up. It does not matter how much cosmetic they'll put on themselves or edit their life. It does not matter how much ornament they will carry upon their life and impression that they will give to people. It does not matter how much form of godliness is depicted before men. He says your lovers will despise you and they will seek for your life. They will seek for your life. In other words, they will walk in the way of despise and death. Why? Because they are plundered. They are robbed of a certain glory. They are robbed of a certain power. They are robbed of a certain anointing, a certain realm and function. They are robbed of something. Something is taken off them. You see? And unfortunately today in the church, when certain people get into the place of being spoiled, When they start to see spoilings around them what they do they create atmospheres avenues of beautifying themselves to hide what is getting spoiled because today we so much look on the outward of what is given than the inward testimony and that is why there's a preacher who thinks that if you don't have the right lights you cannot have a successful ministry because the glory of that man's ministry Is in the color of the lighting. One time I met a man and said, you know what, if you don't have equipment, you cannot have a successful ministry. Jesus did not have equipment. Jesus did not have speakers. Jesus did not have cameras. Jesus did not have a television station. Jesus was not on a radio station. But he made an influence. He demonstrated and displayed a life and a power. More than 2,000 years ago, since it happened for three years of that man's ministry up to today he's on the lips of billions and billions of people that are alive and some who have already gone and are up in glory with him did jesus need all of that no he asked his disciples when i sent you without a sandal without a pass without money he asked them did you lack anything and they said no we lacked nothing why because when a man knows what true glory is nothing outside that place in God can define the anointing of God on your life or the power and influence that you have before God that's a generation that is spoiled when you're talking about a generation that is spoiled you're talking about a generation that is giving excuse for not being able to demonstrate the power of God yet the Bible says that all the things that have been hidden even the Godhead have now been revealed to us the invisible things and he says that now men are without excuse so you don't have any excuse because everything the Bible says that is known of him has been revealed or manifested in them who the believer so everything that should be known of God is in you everything that should be known of the Creator of heaven and earth everything that should be known of the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the Bible says is in you. Why? For God has also showed it to you. He gave you the revelation of it and that revelation came with the redemptive power and the grace of impartation in your spirit. So you have all that pertains to life and godliness. The Bible says it pleased the Father that in him Jesus Christ should dwell all the fullness of God bodily. And that Jesus Christ is in you and this is the hope of glory, Christ in you. That was the mystery that was hid from the ages past and now revealed and God says now we are without excuse. We're not even supposed to be preaching a message of excuse because when you preach a message of excuse we don't take the responsibility as a church, we become victims in this narrative. So you have people who think, oh, you know, if I get this, I can go here. If I get that, I can go here. If I just have this much of property, I'll go here. If I can just have this much of partners, then my ministry will go up. Then you got that all wrong. Because it does not begin with the partners that come to you. It begins with the God that you encounter. The true flow of this principle begins when you find favor before God. When you find favor before God, you find favor before men. And because some men do not find or have favor before God, they have built cosmetic ministry and had manipulative ways of getting these partners, these provisions. And that is why you switch on television and a fellow is speaking in the name of the Holy Spirit. And he's saying that the Holy Spirit has told him in a meeting that 200 people each with a thousand dollars the Holy Ghost doesn't speak that way. He doesn't speak that way. Why? Because you see the Bible says if a man should give, let's follow scripture, the man should give as his heart is made up. That means for anywhere for a man to open their heart to give to anybody or anything or a ministry, the heart must be made up or else you're going to force them to give out of necessity Or you're gonna force them to give grudgingly or you're gonna cause them to give in deception without purpose you understand so we make even God speak God said that there are people right now watching me the 400 of you Jesus never did that stuff Paul never did that stuff Peter never did that stuff God sent them out to preach the gospel and he never told them you go fundraising. In fact, somewhere in the message version he speaks of how we're not even supposed to be fundraising. Why? Because you are the equipment. In Matthew 10, the ninth verse, okay, if you read the message version he says don't think you have to put on a fundraising campaign before you start don't think about that he says you don't need a lot of equipment you are the equipment and all of you need to keep that going as long as you have three meals a day and you can travel that's enough for you if you have food in your mouth and clothes on you if you are anointed you'll never seek anything more if you're really anointed by God so I'm not saying that in the church there are no needs no but when a priest in a church who really is called of God announces a need. They have to respond if he teaches Christ right. You don't need to twist the hands of men and make God say things he has not spoken about. No, that's beautifying yourself, but still you will be despised and you are for the death Why? Because that's just not the way of the spirit. That's one way of money. But there are many other aspects. How many people have made the anointing of God exclusive that if if you don't go to this man of God, you cannot have a breakthrough. If you don't talk to this prophet, you cannot have a breakthrough. If you don't seek this apostle, you cannot have a breakthrough. We have given the world an impression that the price is only on the men of God and the rest of them do not have access. Yet God shed his blood for these individuals and the same spirit resident in you, man of God, is the same spirit resident in them but you prefer to keep them enslaved and make them as though babes only addicted and connected to you that without you they cannot leave says that you can continue having your ways of manipulating them because you don't know how to keep people and so the only way to do that a man will have to manipulate his way some of them have actually kept their own church members in bondage because they know that if they are free they'll leave and so they preach messages that will keep them in bondage Every day they are casting out devils of men which never leave. So they are falling down, they are rolling on the floor, they are screaming. But you look at them 10 years, 20 years and nothing is changing on them. Why? Because he prefers to have them that way. He thinks or he could think in his head or the thing at work in him knows that if they are free, he fears that they will leave. No, the mystery of this kingdom is simple to set men free through the truth. When men know the truth, they shall be free. We're supposed to have them wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. But now what you find in the church of Jesus Christ, they're teaching people every demon. The demon that affects your uncle, the demon that has refused you to get married, the demon that has refused you to see, the demon that has refused you to hear, the demon that has refused you to pray, the demon that has refused you to eat, the demon that has refused you to work even though this woman has a very bad attitude and they think it's a generational curse of four generations that is standing in her life to be a hard worker, yet she just has a very silly attitude that she learned from her mother's breast. And all she needs is common sense. That is why Christians are broke. That is why it's hard to hire born-again Christians sometimes. Because that's the fellow who says, you know, hire me the whole week, except, you know, I have to be here, I have to do this overnight, I have to do all of that. And then you look at them praying for 20 years and they have no results of prayer. And I'm not saying I'm against prayer. I'm only saying something is wrong with the believers. And anybody who has a full slice of understanding can discern that something is wrong. Why? Because that's the Jesus we've given people. It's almost as though that poverty is associated with Christians. And sometimes, I'm sorry to say, sometimes even in some circles you find that they display a stupidity that even the world does not have. The world does not have. We find ourselves doing business with Muslims and non-believers. Because if you do it with a Christian, they don't even have the basic wisdom. a man is born with yet they have the holy spirit and they speak in tongues the whole night something is wrong you see so anyway we see a generation that is spoiled that is plundered that is robbed of a certain glory robbed of a certain peace robbed of a certain understanding robbed of a certain experience they are robbed they are plundered and they don't even know things are leaving them and they cannot even tell why or how these things are leaving them and when i read church history for example there was a time in america the United States of America because that's you know quite a number of movements have happened there I'll use that as an example because it's one of the oldest uh, most notable nation you know to hold this thing this anointing there was a time in America you would not have a successful ministry if you had service and nothing happened today in 2021 a man can fill a 50,000 seater stadium and nothing happens no blind eye no deaf ear no cancer or tumor living, nothing not even a flu healed because many have even disconnected from the purpose and responsibility of the truth now we minister to them as babes which are emotional if you can only appeal to their hearts to teach them out of depression and stress and these things that are disturbing their brains and for them it's just enough if you can just leave them where they are as long as they can have food and and have clothes and drive cars and live in very nice houses that's enough for them and no offense and not against that nation but that is why now the politics of the United States is the way it is the Christian lost the born again believer lost but I'm not worried about that because there's some prophetic about it. God is trying to work them up and he will I know they will wake up because they need some persecution. They need to be shaken a bit and then things will get in line. I'm not worried about the United States, but I'm trying to give an example because it's like the bigger brother of everybody. You see what I'm saying? Almost all our fathers in this nation were taught by Bible schools from there, or somehow went there. or Some Bible schools came here. So we cannot take away what God has done through that great nation. But something has happened. Now go across the world, go in different nations. These things are there on different stages and degrees. There's a spoiling in the church that we don't have words for. And it continues to happen every day. Again, I said today, you'd have service in certain nations and nothing needs to happen. Where are those days? Where is the God? I read about the stories of Catherine Kuhlman. And people would heal as they are coming to the tent. You know, somebody's sick and as they are coming to the tent, they're getting healed again healed. John G. Lake. You read about fellows and you're like, what a God. What an anointing. Even in Uganda we have stories of men who saw God in ways, miracles, signs and wonders that you have no words for. Oh, says, why isn't it happening in our times? Simple. Something has spoiled us. Why? Because we forsook God and now we have followed Baalim. Other masters, the things that were our slaves and servants have enslaved us and now we are their slave and servant. That's just how it is. We've followed after many other gods. Some of the gods that we followed are is Jesus' success, for example. Do you know that a man can be so desperate for success that in the process he can lose God? Do you know that a man can be so desperate for power in the world that he would lose God? Do you know how many... Christians are just $10,000 away from disconnecting from fellowship. They're in church because they're just poor. They're just $5,000 away. If they can just get a salary of $5,000 a month, they'll not fellowship anymore. They'll not tune in to watch service. They'll not. No, because they're just that petty. They're so spoiled that they no longer can understand the glorious riches of the inheritance of the saints which we have in Christ Jesus. Some of you are praying because your husband slept you last night. Some of you are in service because your child is on drugs. That's why you are. If your child was not on drugs, you would not be in the presence of God. If you had not failed to find a job two, three years ago, you would not be here. But you're here because you have problems. And I'm telling you, sir, madam, brother, or sister, you still have it wrong. Because we don't seek God only that our problems will be solved. We seek God because in Him was life. And that is why them which came to Jesus they come to Jesus where have you been they're telling him a mystery He says ah uh-uh, you're not following me for anything you come to me because you want bread that's what you want this is the five thousand and in his later times of ministry they all left they all left they leave they which come to seek bread because when they're full what do they need you see it's just the way of men and then he comes to the 12 and asks them are you going to leave also Will you go away also? And they answered him and said, For where can we go? Whom shall we go? For thou hast the words of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life. You know, why the 12 stay is because they could pick the waves of life. The 5,000 pick the waves of food, provision, job, car, husband, business, career, you know, going to America, whatever it is. That's the 5,000 the 12 are saying how can we go away from this for with thee are the words of eternal life those are the men that become the pillars of the extension of the gospel even when the Christ is gone because they understood the responsibility of this calling and the life that was available for them and so we seem to seek a relationship with the word of whose life we carry not how can we have the results of that word when we don't carry the life of that word. You see what I'm saying? Why? Because we gave ourselves over to idols. In John he says, little children, keep yourselves from idols. He says, keep yourselves from idols. Keep yourselves from idols. In Hosea, the second chapter, the 16th verse, he prophesies of a time that is going to come where all of this will pass. But how is that going to pass? How is that going to change? How are we going to disconnect from the gods that are around us? Recently, I was reading a small document. And Google pronounced recently that in the past two years, now listen to this because it shocked me, more information has been created than all human history combined past two years more information has been created on the internet than the rest of human history now we are in the age of what we call the age of information overload what is the age of information overload there's just so much information that is available to us so much data that is available to us that it has broken the order of how man was created to think you see that back in the day people used to use mobile phones to call for purpose where are you and here let's meet at two that was it just give me an example they so used to use mobile phones for that purpose let me call brother so-and-so sister so-and-so and meet here and then we get down over that and phones were as minimalist as they were They only sub the basic function to keep basic things moving. Today, you look at a young man with a phone. Recently, I met a somebody, a, I don't know if a physiotherapist or something, and he was telling me that they're even treating people recently whose backs have bent because they bow to these phones. Now it's a treatment. You see? Internet has now been recognized that it's an addiction. Generally, even World health organizations say it that internet is an addiction. Now, some people can be addicted to internet. I went to China and I found boys who could game for two days. A boy sits before a video game with a buster or something like that, and something that would keep him awake. And then he plays a video game the whole day. He just sleeps a little bit, like 10 minutes, 15, and he's back for two days. He's not left a chair, except to ease himself. Just imagine how somebody can sit before a video game for two days. Two days. It was meant to serve this young man for a pleasure of two, three hours. Now it has taken over 48 hours of this young man's life. And there is nothing he can do about it. I saw a video sometime where a lady was trying to take a video game of her son. And the son threw a tantrum because they're telling you the effect of a video game on a little child now is like somebody who takes drugs the dopamine levels are starred to places you don't even have definition for and so this kid is running mad because they're taking away his game because he can't live without it you know and now our social media has come you are on facebook you are on twitter you're on snapchat you are on instagram you downloaded tiktok there are many things some of them i not even know their names Sometimes I wonder, how do you keep up? How does somebody just keep up with every information coming? And you have all these news on YouTube that are coming left, right, and center, whether they are fake or junk. And I tell people, if you watch your body and say, you know what? I will not eat everything. This is just your body. You see? You say, you know what? I'm not going to eat junk food. Or today I overate so much red meat. Or I ate so much carbohydrates. I need to do this and do that. If you can take time to watch your body, even exercise it, what are you doing for the mind that is receiving junk? How do you detox it? You see, because some people's minds now are a place, again, they call it the age of information overload. There's just too much information. And this is what the information overload does. I think it was uh, first discussed by a fellow called Alvin Toffler in the 1970s. This guy discovered this and he said, a time is coming, as we're going west, so much information is going to be available that men will get to a point where they no longer think themselves and that's the generation we're in right now men cannot think for themselves they cannot effectively process information they cannot effectively utilize Information because they no longer have the space to process and utilize. They no longer have the space to meditate and think for themselves. Why? Because they're feeding and feeding and feeding. And the effects of that overload are that now people have gotten to a point where you have so much information, but your brain cannot retain it. You read so much, you can read an article, but after two hours, you can't even remember it. They can read a number of a document, and in just two minutes, it's out of their head. They can't cram it. Their brain cannot hold information anymore because it's not trained to process, it's not trained to utilize, it's not trained to allow the right processes of a man who meditates to take place. They can't contemplate anymore. They're feeding their brains every other day. And some people get to places where they feel like they're almost running mad. Some you sit before mobile phones and computers and you feel that your brain is full. It's full of something you have no idea about, but your brain is full. It's not full of God. It's not full of knowledge, it's not full of truth, it's full of something. You're watching a video, you're reading something, a text, you understand? Somebody once made a statement, he said, for example, when you look at an emails, and he says, emails are simply an organized system of people imposing their agenda on your life. You understand what I'm saying? And that's the truth. Because information was available, and these fellows thought, how do we get this information into a more organized systematic way such that their confusion is organized. Facebook is that organized system. How do you spend two hours eh, arguing over opinions? No, but it's black. It's blue. No, dude, it's black. No, da, it's blue. You understand? And this is two hours. They're arguing. It's blue. It's pink. It's blue. You just wake up in the morning and you are on other people's agenda. Like one time I was telling somebody, I don't understand how somebody can just wake up and go on Facebook and take a selfie eating chicken and chips. Then they raise their lips a bit. You understand? And then they get twenty thousand likes. Twenty thousand. Listen, that's why I can't be on Facebook. I'm not against those of you who are on Facebook, but it's just so much for a man who hears God doing what on Instagram taking whose photo? Why? Do you understand? How can you spend all your beautiful life watching videos and videos and videos? You've stored them on your phones, they're on your computers, they're everywhere. You'll never use them. Your phones are full. Your computers are full. Everything is full. Your mind is full. Your books are full. Your car is full. Everything on you is full. But you don't have the anointing. You're not walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. You're not hearing God as you should and you don't know why. He says, my son, with a reading of books, he says, that is only a wearing of the mind. I'm not saying I'm against reading. I'm not saying I'm against Facebook. I'm not saying I'm against Instagram. No, but the biggest percentage of people in the world are actually addicted. This which was supposed to serve them has now become their God. Some people can't even be away from their phone for 10 minutes. They can't, they can't, something happens. Where's my phone? They can lose anything, but not their phone. They can't lose their phone. How can they lose their phone? They must know where their phone is all the day you see people walking together and they're like this you're at a conversation with somebody over lunch i'm listening i'm coming tomorrow yeah you understand you're responding on somebody on facebook you're laughing you know you're no longer emotional you understand somebody has lost someone you send an emoji of tears and then somebody you know has gotten a job congratulations and then you clap and then put a dancing woman in a red dress and you know it's so emotionally displaced so what was supposed to serve you for basic purpose to help you be effective in life, has become Baal. Oh, Baalim, the plural sense. I tell people, we are on Facebook only for the gospel. If you're not on the gospel, get off. Are you hearing me? That's why Fanero is on Facebook. To allow that Christian who just wants to access God and preach the gospel to get there. If we're done, you have no business knowing which car I drive, where I live, what I eat, how I sleep. That's irrelevant. We are running out of time, saints. We're running out of time. Millions and millions of people are dying every day because now we've substituted internet from service to God. I saw, for example, when they switched off internet in Uganda, you see people shaking. When are they putting on internet? You understand? My brother has a friend. Uh, This young man was telling me of a friend he has. So they switch off Facebook. This fellow plays games the whole day. He's on Facebook and WhatsApp and everything. He uses the phone a lot. So he tells me, it was funny, but it was interesting to hear. This young man says, man, They switched off internet, now all my business is gone. Business? This guy says, business? What do you mean by business? No, I was doing my stuff there. But what is his stuff? Games and, you know, nothing was bringing this young man income. You understand? But he looks like he's even starting to fall sick. He can't think right. Why? Because they switched off internet. They just switched off internet. (laughs) And now, when they're left without anything that is coming to their head, they can't think they can't contemplate. The fetter waves of their minds are not awakened. They can't create. They cannot be inspired. They cannot. Nothing defines them out of everything they're feeling. I was counseling somebody recently. They said, Apostle, my brain is full. I feel it's full of something. I have no answer, but it's full. It's full. Not of scripture, not of revelation, but it is full. because now God has been substituted how can you sit and talk with people online for four hours and you can't talk to God for 10 minutes how do you expect to have results you see how can you sit on Facebook the whole day and you can never spend two hours with God Two hours with God. One hour with God. And you're asking yourself why our generation cannot see God? How? How is it so easy for you to watch a whole season on Netflix and you sleep up to 4 a.m. in the morning but you can't be awake up to 2 a.m., just from midnight to 2, tiring in the presence of God. So how can you say, Oh, you know, you deserve to walk in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. How? You're full of what has possessed you. You're full of what has taken over you. And now you're planted even without knowing. We hear men more than God. The world is full of fake news. The media has gotten the act. Today, people, everything they read is true. Everything they see is true. And sometimes as a man of the Spirit, you know, I can tune on a television station, for example, the news. And CNN, and I'm hearing this guy speaking, but I'm hearing what he's not telling me. And I know that what he's not telling me is the truth. You see, but I see riots come up on places of men that are watching things because they've taken them as they are, and how deceptive this can be. This goddess Media has got in the hearts of people. Everything they read on the internet is true. So what is truth? What is truth? Pontus Pilate asks because they no longer know the truth. Again, learn to look at your mobile phone now as a tool. Learn to use it as a tool and a tool only. Nothing more than that. If you're done with this doing, put it away. If you're not for the gospel and some beneficial, why are you using this phone for? Why are you on that computer? Why are you on that TV the whole day? How can you watch TV the whole day? You have one life and it is short and you have a lot to do in this one life and you can sit on television, From 8 a.m. to midnight every day, and you have no conviction in your spirit that something is wrong. You see that? You have no conviction in your spirit that something is wrong. Facebook, free. How much you pay? Nothing. WhatsApp, free. It's nothing. Instagram, free. Twitter, free. One man said, if it's free, then you are the product. You are the product. And so on the higher levels, after getting you, you know, drowned enslaved, and drunk with the stupor of their creations, you are discussed on a table of transaction for them to earn more money because they have you. Because they have you. I don't think that Zuckerberg is on Facebook. In fact, one time I read, that fellow does not spend more than five hours on Facebook for a whole week. So it means... Some of you are more on Facebook than the guy who created it and has access to all the data in the world. In parts of Africa, some parts, to get data is a miracle. Now imagine guys in Europe who pay, you know, a whole plan of a month and they have it all at $19, $20 and they have internet the whole month. The Ugandans, God is just preserving only because you don't have enough money to buy data. If you had data, you'd be gone. You'd be gone. And that is a truth. I spoken about this but there's many other things again like I said there's many things that can actually take us but this is the most notable example that God has started to show me just how demonic this is. How bounding this is. People are possessed on television. I was praying for a girl once and when I was praying over her a demon spirit spoke through her. I was disturbed by how it was acting and out of curiosity I said, where did you come from? And it mentioned a movie. The way she was manifesting, it was so strange for me. I'd never seen something like that. Now out of curiosity, I don't really like making demons speak, but because I know I have the anointing, I took time to ask, where did you come from? And the demon spirit through the girl spoke through a certain movie. It mentioned the name of that movie. So she actually transacted with the devil watching a movie for two hours. It's serious. It's more serious than many of us think. Some of us don't even know what it takes for some of these people to create these movies. And their agenda, exoterically, not esoterically. You know, in the world of darkness, they have what is exoteric and esoteric. What do we want them to know? What do we really want to do? Anyway, Hosea says, there is hope though. In the second chapter, the 16th verse, he says, it shall be at that day. Okay, now he's talking about a time. That has to come, and I feel it's the season for us to pray and preach these and believe God for a change that must take place in our dispensation. It says that it shall be at that day, said the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishi, and thou shalt call me no more Baali, for I will take away the names of Baali out of her mouth. Is Israel, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. And in that day I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of heaven and with the creeping things of the ground. And I will break the bow and the sword and the battle out of the earth, and I will make them to lie down safely. He says, I'll betroth thee unto me forever. I will marry you and not allow you to get married to anything else besides me. He says, I will betroth thee unto me in righteousness and in judgment and in loving kindness and in mercies. I'll even betroth thee unto me in faithfulness and thou shalt know the Lord and it shall come to pass in that day that I will hear saith the Lord and I will hear the heavens and they shall hear thee earth and the earth shall hear the corn listen the wine and the oil and they shall hear Jezreel okay in Psalms 104 he speaks of the wine that maketh the heart of a man and the oil that maketh his face to shine on the bread which strengthens his heart he says I shall allow The stirring of the wine and the corn and the oil for the earth. The wine is to make the heart of a man glad so men don't walk in depression and suicide thoughts. That's why in Europe, kids are killing themselves every day. Suicide is there. One time in the UK they told me the rates of suicide of young people and I was shocked. They don't have joy in their hearts anymore they've lost meaning for living he speaks of how the heart of man is glad with the wine of the spirit the oil makes that man's face shine that's the continence anointed and he speaks of the bread which strengthens the man's heart remember you got the heart for out of it are the issues of life okay and he continues to say and i will sow her unto me in the earth and i will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy and i'll say to them which were not my people thou art my people and they shall say, thou art my God. So he says a time will come. that. Now I want to believe God that this is the time. Or else when. He says, now faith is. Now faith is. And my heart's prayer is that we would walk in this reality today. That we will walk in this truth today. That God will kill every manner of idol in our lives, even that which we assume not to have control over us, but we can recognize that it has the control over us. There are people who are so controlled by their jobs that what was supposed to be just a source of income has become your God. That without it you can't even live anymore. You cannot live anymore. If you lost that job, you're gone. You'd sink and lose everything. Because the covenants by which men use to establish these businesses are different from the way the sons and daughters of God align themselves for this. And one of the biggest deceptions in the world is around wealth. How does wealth come? No job will ever pay you enough to make wealth. It doesn't exist. Because wealth does not come through jobs. It comes through a covenant. He says he gives us power to make wealth that he might establish the covenant that he made with our forefathers. I'm not saying there's no hard work. But a work without purpose can only enslave you. And many people don't have purpose except for the basic human visions of I'm working to get a car, I'm working to build a house, I'm working so I can sustain my family. How myopic can you be? How short-sighted can you be? What about your responsibility to the world? Did you not say that occupy until I come? You think God is interested in you having that little job that pays you enough just for your family so you die a happy man alone? No. He has called you to change the world. He has called you that through you millions and hundreds of millions might come to the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Search yourself. Where is your bar? Where is your bar? Some people's bar is even in relationships. You are in a relationship that is going to kill you. That is sucking the energy and spirit of God and the operation of God in your life but you have refused to let go of that relationship because something tells you that if you let that man go who has been paying your rent, who has been paying your fuel, you're going to walk on the streets and you don't want your OGs to see you looking like that but you know that the relationship that you're in every other day is disconnecting you from your purpose and the call of God concerning your life and you chose him as your bar. You chose him as your bar. Some, it's this bottle. Without it, they can't leave. They don't get some themselves a drink. They cannot have happiness in their heart. Because the source of their joy is no longer in the Holy Spirit. It is in something mundane. Something worldly. Some of us as believers were too alive to the world. if you're not out you can't feel healthy if you're not hanging in certain places you can't feel normal if you're not with a certain crew and group of people you feel like something is missing out of you and you're still asking yourself why the power of God is not evident on your life all things are lawful but not all things are expedient and it says all things are lawful but I shall not be brought under the power of any refuse to be enslaved by the idols of this world. Father, we thank you. Just open your mouth and speak. Come and speak to God. You alone are my strength, my shield. To you, Lord. May my spirit heal. You alone are, are my heart desire and I love to worship You Come on, speak another time You Lord, all oh my strength, my shield to you alone. May my spirit yield. It's you alone, my heart desire. You Lord and my friend. Oh shareababaco Brazo Romose rebroko shatala lele le bo. Robo zilebo shire lele mando robo sakata God we believe this is the time when we must be delivered from idols, from gods of men from the creations of men that have enslaved us and made us products and services for their own profit. This is the time of God that you'll read us of the things that we do not need to know. That we will invest our time in the things that we really need to know. That we will zero our understanding to only you and that we will pull together this curtain to focus only on the things that build us to focus only on the things that defy us, to focus only on the things that liberate us and not the things that bring us under bondage. We are believing you for a move that is coming not far from now. And we want to be a part of that story. God help us. I pray for the sick in the name of Jesus. I pray for the bound and those that are hurt and broken. May God deliver you. May God deliver you in the name of Jesus. If you have not given your life to Christ, I want to give you an opportunity receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're just gonna repeat these words after me. You say, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you shed your blood for me and was raised for my glory. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior, amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Thanero Ministries International. Finero, make manifest.